Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. Absolutely. Yeah, no. So I know you do you speak a lot about the hinge moments um, here today and had as uh, good of a recovery as I did is because of my hinge moment that um, it might have been a couple of days after I had the stroke when I finally came to. Uh, and, I, you know, I was on a, a ton of drugs and everything right after the stroke. But uh, I made it. I set a goal for myself and I made it up in my mind uh, that I was going to get back out onto the basketball court and there, there was no way that the stroke was going to beat me. I looked at it as a, you know, a competitor. It was just something that was trying to, you know, get in the way of me playing college basketball. Um, this podcast, 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness, is brought to you by our sponsor, SOS Rehydrate. It's an organic drink mix as effective as an IV drip. It's proven by science and used by elite athletes because only the best will do for elite athletic performance. So for all your hydration needs, our listeners today get 15% off if you enter the code mental toughness at INeedSOS.com. This episode is brought to you by Some Sleep. Go to getsome.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-M.com. We all deserve a better night's sleep. You drink one can 30 minutes before bed, and it's that simple. This awesome blend lets you not only fall asleep fast, but then wake up feeling absolutely refreshed, not hungover or foggy. You're going to absolutely love this product. And in fact, if you go to getsome.com and enter in the promo code Dr. Rob Bell, D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L, you get 10% off. Guarantee you're going to love this product. Go there right away. So our guest today, he played uh, high school basketball at uh, Jackson Memorial High School in New Jersey. And there he scored 1,071 points. Went to school in Gettysburg College, played basketball. And in March 2009, he suffered a stroke. He was completely paralyzed on his left side. Uh, I was fortunate enough to watch this movie, this documentary called 1000 to One, Corey Weissman's story. Uh, he now speaks and shared his story of uh, strength and hope. And I'm, uh, I'm pumped about today's guest. But, uh, and I already said it, but our guest today is uh, Corey Weissman. Corey, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. It's always a pleasure. It's, uh, so, it's an honor. So start us in, it's March of 2009. You know, you're at Gettysburg College and playing basketball. Can you just pick it up from there? Yeah, absolutely. I was a, at the time I was a freshman um, at Gettysburg. I was fortunate I had a good uh, high school career and, you know, put in a lot of hard work to give me the opportunity to play uh, basketball at the collegiate level. Um, yeah, and in 2009, it was my first year, you know, my freshman year. Um, and, you know, everything was going according to plan. I had been working forever, uh, you know, my whole life to be able to play at the co- uh, collegiate level. 
Um, and then, yeah, March 26th to be exact, uh, of 2009, my life, my life changed forever. It was, uh, you know, a single event that, you know, at the time, at the time it seemed like it was the worst thing in the world and then ended up being the, the greatest gift I was ever given. So I actually, you know, I actually had a catastrophic stroke, um, that paralyzed the left side of my body. Uh, you know, and I had to learn how to, you know, how to walk again. And, um, you know, it was something that obviously no one's ever prepared for. Um, you know, no one can ever prepare for a catastrophic event like this. Uh, but as I said, it's, uh, you know, it turned out to be the greatest gift that, you know, I was ever given. And we'll definitely, um, you know, we'll definitely get into that. But yeah, essentially, uh, it's all about, you know, back in March of, you know, 2009, I was literally at the peak of, um, you know, my physical capabilities in regards to strength, quickness, you know, um, you know, basketball abilities, all the hard work I put in my entire life. I was literally at the at the peak. Um, and yeah, in a in a split second, uh, I had a blood vessel an abnormal blood vessel in my brain that um, that hemorrhaged. And yeah, my life was changed forever. And all of a sudden I had to start from the basics and you know that person that i had created all those skills and um you know everything that i worked so hard for was taken away from me uh so that was a lesson you know that i learned right away it's just that saying if you don't know what you got till it's gone and you know don't take what you have for granted um you know couldn't be couldn't be more true uh you know so that was definitely definitely threw me for you know threw me for threw me into a little whirlwind there but uh, you know, as we'll, as we'll get into it, it turned out to be, you know, truly a blessing. Yeah. So, so this, this stroke happens, it completely changes your life at this moment. I mean, talk us through that because I mean, you're a freshman in college. I mean, supposed to be in, in working really hard playing basketball, but also enjoying, you know, the college life. Walk us right. through that, man. What, I mean, what was that, that process like initially? Um, what, right after the stroke? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, in all honesty, you know, and I know we're going to get into this, you know, one of your themes, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, give it away or, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll hold off on that. No, it's but, good, man. It's a hinge moment if you want to address oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. So I know you do you speak a lot about the hinge moments. Um, luckily for me, the reason I'm here today and had as uh, good of a recovery as I did is because of my hinge moment that. Um, it might have been a couple of days after I had the stroke when I finally came to, uh, and I, you know, I was on a, a ton of drugs and everything right after the stroke. But uh, I made it. I set a goal for myself, and I made it up in my mind uh, that I was going to get back out onto the basketball court. And there, there was no way that the stroke was going to beat me. I looked at it as a, you know, a competitor. It was just something that was trying to, you know, get in the way of me playing college basketball. Um, you know, and that was my hinge moment was laying in a hospital bed, the left side of my body, you know, fully paralyzed. Yet, you know, for whatever reason, I had something inside of me that said, I'm going to get back out onto the basketball court. Uh, and that right there was my hinge moment. Uh, you know, so that throughout my entire recovery uh, was really all I was focused on. Now, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. There were some, obviously, some bumps in the road and, you know, it wasn't all all glamorous uh but it always came back to that goal that i set for myself of getting back out onto the basketball court uh so nothing else really mattered as much 
you know, so especially initially, you know, early on, as terrible as it was, you know, even just needing to learn how to walk again and get dressed by myself and, you know, bathe myself, it was all, um, it was all just a process to get me back out onto the court. I kept a, I actually, I spent a month and a half in an inpatient rehab facility and I kept a journal there just to, it was initially uh, just like as a source of, um, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself uh, and it was just kind of like right. somewhere where I could express my feelings. A friend had uh, given me the idea that since I spent so much time by myself in between therapy sessions, um, you know, whatever was on my mind, I could just express myself through the journal. And it ended up just being a log of all the progress that I was making. Uh, and to this day, I still have that journal. And on every single page, uh, it's something about basketball. In all honesty, it's, um, you know, it direct quotes are, you know, I don't know, I don't care what it's going to take. I'm going to get back out onto the basketball court. Um, you know, no one works harder than me. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Right. Uh, you know, I can't wait to work hard all summer um, going to get back out onto the basketball court. So, you know, especially early on, I wasn't really worried about anything else. Everything that I was doing on a daily basis was just to get back out onto the basketball court. So nothing else really mattered as hard as it was. And so two days after this and then from that point on, you just had this vision of you were going to make it back. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say uh, vision. I would say a decision to something concrete. It was going to happen. Um, I just, I, I just, there, there was no, there was no if. There was no, I can see myself doing it. Um, it was just a matter of when, you know. But I knew for a fact that I was going to get back out onto the court. I think you said a lot better than I did, man. It wasn't a vision; it was a decision. That's awesome, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. Walk us through then um, the closer you get to actually coming back and how that whole process, you know, took place. Yeah, so I mean, it was very, it was very slow. It was not, it was not the way I thought the process was going to, you know, occur. I thought that when I got back to school sophomore year, um, I thought that I was going to get right back into the swing of things and be, you know, at least practicing sophomore year. Um, and that was just not realistic. Uh, I mean, I, I set very high goals for myself, but science just, you know, prevented me from doing that. Uh, it, it takes time for your body to heal, especially after having, you know, a catastrophic stroke. Um, so as hard as I was working and all the progress that I was making, I just wasn't physically able to, you know, I was still not able to walk at a, a normal pace when I was walking with my you know, friends uh, to and from class to lunch. Someone had to stay back with me uh, just to walk at, you know, at my pace. Um, so as badly, you know, as bad as I wanted to get back out into the court and play, uh, I just, you know, I wasn't physically there yet. Um, so really it took a good two and a half years to get to a point where I was able to, uh, to run and participate and do drills um, with the team. So it was a, it, it was quite an uphill battle. Uh, to be honest with you, and it was it was very slow progression. Um, things were happening very very quickly early on when it come, when it came to my recovery, uh, which is normal when it comes to uh, a neurological injury, um, you know, like a stroke. You know, going from being the the entire left side of my body being paralyzed 
uh, at the time of the stroke to a month and a half later, being able, being able to, you know, move my arm and my leg, um, the further you get away from the brain injury, the slower things come back. So uh, it was a little bit frustrating. I wasn't seeing progress on a daily basis, but um, you know, I knew again. I knew that the ultimate goal uh, was getting back out into the court. So even though the progress wasn't quite there, um, excuse me, and it, things weren't happening as quickly as I would have liked, I knew that it was just you know it was a, it was inevitable. It was just a matter of when, not if. Um, so I just stayed, you know, I stayed the course, continued to work, and uh, after about two and a half years, I was able to get back out onto the court and at least practice with with the team. Um, I wasn't able to do contact drills or anything, but just to get out there and do layup lines and do shooting drills and run through plays right. uh, with the team was, was amazing. Um, you know, it wasn't my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal was to play in the game, um, you know, but that just kind of gives you an idea of, how long it took to get to the point of even participating in non-contact drills and practice. Um, but again, I mean, that all leads to lead, leads me back to not taking things for granted. You know, something as simple as, you know, that any, any athlete, any athlete is not going to think it's so cool. Let's say in baseball to warm up, you know, throwing the ball to each other, having a long toss in basketball doing layup lines, you know, any sport, no one's going to think it's that big a deal just to warm up. But for me, it was a huge accomplishment and it was something that I enjoyed every single day. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and so talk about actually coming back and the first time you stepped on the court then during a the game. Yeah. So that was, um, that, like I said, it was something that I knew was going to happen. I didn't exactly know uh, when or how, um, but it was actually, it was my senior day. Uh, so that was in 2012. Um, I got a phone call the night before our, our final game, our final home, <clears throat> excuse me, our final home game uh, from one of my co-captains. And he said, he was all excited. He said, hey, Corey, you know, you're, you're getting to start tomorrow. Um, you know, so there I am, I'm in my car, uh, after practice and I find out that the one goal I had for the last three, you know, last three and a half years of getting back out onto the basketball court, you know, and getting into a game, you know, was going to occur. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I had the phone by my ear and I started crying, um, you know, just tears of, of joy and, you know, triumph all the you know, all the effort and everything that I did just to get to that point, um, to hear that I was going to accomplish that goal, uh, even though I knew it was going to happen, just to hear that it was uh, happening, you know, tomorrow, um, I just, I couldn't help it. And tears just started pouring out of my eyes, just, you know, in celebration. Um, and then, you know, we get to game day. And unfortunately, I wasn't, you know, I, my leg was still, uh, I still had some deficits in my legs, so I wasn't able to, um, you know, play, you know, in a, like in the full game. Um, my balance isn't, isn't uh, 100%. So right. the, co the coaches had to come up with some sort of way, uh, you know, I would get the honorary start. Um, and I would actually be, you know, I would be subbed out of the game uh, pretty early on. So the coaches came up with the plan so that neither team would be at a disadvantage. Um, that the ball would go up uh, and whoever got the ball would roll it out of bounds. 
um, but that would give me the opportunity to, uh, you know, be introduced in the starting lineup to officially play in a game, you know, record my first, you know, se couple seconds, uh, you know, however long it was ever since my, my freshman year. But it didn't, but it that, didn't end there, did it? Uh, no, interestingly enough, it didn't end there. So, you know, I rolled the ball out of bounds. I got subbed out and that was supposed to be the, or that's what we thought was the end of the Corey Weissman story. Um, you know, after having a stroke and coming back from the left side of my body being paralyzed to just getting back out onto the court was, you know, a pretty good story in itself. And like I said, that was my goal. Um, and then, you know, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Uh, I don't believe in chance. Um, for whatever reason, we were, you know, we just had an incredible game and we were up by uh, 20 points. So the game was, you know, the game was over. So my coach, with about a minute left to go in the game, uh, actually put me back in, and which was amazing because this wasn't, you know, like I said, the beginning was, you know, the beginning was planned and it was staged. Um, and even though it was amazing and felt great, um, you know, this last minute, I was running up and down the court, and um, you know, it wasn't staged. So I like truly, I truly felt like a player again, even though. Yeah, it was real. Even though the game was over, just being able to, uh, you know, run up and down the court was awesome. I mean, I didn't play much defense, but I never really did that before the stroke anyway. So <laughs> I, I, I figured, I figured, why, ch why change it now? Um, yeah. So and then, uh, you know, again, just another thing. We just happened to be playing a team where, um, you know, the coach was just an extraordinary human being. Um, he actually he called a timeout with 20 seconds left to go in the game and it was everyone was really in all honesty like looking around and confused because it was a, a 20 point game um and he calls a timeout and then he sends someone over to our bench and says that you know he's going to intentionally foul me to give me a chance to go to the free throw line um you know we were in the double bonus so i would get you know automatically get my two free throws um and you know another thing that was cool you know it was little things that a lot of people knew um, you know, especially the people close to me, uh, they did certain things that knew, uh, you know, I'd really appreciate, even though the other team would have just let me catch the ball, my coach, uh, drew up a play. So he took the board out and drew up a play and had someone come set a screen for me, which was again, like a small thing. You know, I had seen that thousands of times, you know, just throughout my, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, we all see our names on those, you know, the little, uh, board, play boards. Um, but you know, again, that was just something so cool. Okay, Corey, has to, you know, I have to go off the screen there and, you know, go get the ball. Um, I get the ball and they foul me and now it's time. It's something that, you know, I wasn't expecting. I knew that I was going to get back out into the court. Um, it was awesome being able to play in that last minute, but I did not, I didn't think I was going to have the chance to score. Um, you know, so there I am, I'm running down the court and after sitting the entire game, uh, it's hard enough. Anyone that sits the entire game and then has sure. to go to the free has to go to the free throw line. That that's enough. That's hard enough as it is, just being cold. Um, but you know, just the pressure of everything. You know, this was my opportunity. Um, you know, even, even though I'm a confident uh, free throw shooter, uh, I, I was I was extremely nervous. You know, I was running up the court and had butterflies and. Uh, when I got to the free throw line, I went through my routine and I didn't feel terrible, but um, it definitely wasn't my most confident shot. Uh, and I came up a little bit short, um, you know, and then 
for whatever reason, when I got the ball back for my second shot, every every butterfly I had any nerves that were going just it, it just went completely out the window. And I just thought to myself that after all I'd been through the three years of, you know, the hard work, um, you know, the sacrifices that I made, um, you know, how dedicated I was to accomplishing that goal of getting back out onto the court. You know, I had accomplished that. Um, I, I just it, it, it's hard to even describe. Um, I just I knew that the ball was going to go in. The only thing that was going through my head was that I just needed to let go of the ball. I just needed to shoot it. Like I wasn't even thinking about making it. I just, I just knew it was going in. I just said, OK, I just need to shoot it and it's going to go in. Um, you know, and that, that's what happened, uh, you know, and then, like I said, that's something that I was not expecting at all. Not only did I get back out to the court, but I, you know, I had the chance to score my first, uh, collegiate point, uh, which was amazing. You know, I gotta say I scored, you know, like you said, I scored over a thousand points in, in high school, but, uh, I promise you that I worked a hell of a lot harder for that one point in college than I did for those, you know, a thousand points in high school. And that's, that, that's for sure. I absolutely love that moment, man. Um, you know, you mentioned something, Corey, and I was wondering if you could just talk about it a little bit more because, you know, you said, and I've heard people say this before, but their worst day ends up becoming their best. And you kind of, and you kind of mentioned that a couple of times, how this was a blessing. Um, can you talk about that? Because, you know, for somebody that hasn't gone through it, it's really tough for them to imagine what the struggles were to be like. But having lived through this, what why is that a blessing why did this become you know the best day um so yeah i mean just you know just to I, i'll get into um you know why i say that but just you know before i even get into that i would say that you know anytime you're going through a struggle um you know or any i'm sure a lot of people have heard you know turn tragedy into triumph um you know anytime you're faced with adversity all that is in all honesty um, is an opportunity for you to overcome some overcome something uh, you know so you could look at it as adversity or you could look at it as a problem or you could look at it as an opportunity to accomplish something and to uh, overcome that you know which turns into a positive you know so in my case you know and this is like you said this isn't it's not something that's easy to understand you know for someone that hasn't gone through it which is why I love sharing my story because my goal is to, um, enable people to see life through my eyes without having to go through the pain that I went through, you know, so if I can teach people the lessons and values that I learned, you know, that's, that's my goal. Um, you know, just using my story, um, you know, so just the way that, you know, the way that my story played out after I made that free throw, believe it or not, you know, that still wasn't the end of, uh, you know, the Corey Weissman story, uh, it blew up and was on ESPN. Um, and they ended up making a movie about it and you know, you had you and I had uh, discussed it and you, know, you watched it um, And just they, they did an amazing job and I believe you already, you know, you already mentioned um, You know a thousand to one the Corey Weissman story and uh, it, it was on Netflix for three years um, It should be back up there within the next year or so, uh, but it's on it's on Amazon Prime um, It's on YouTube if, you know, if people want to check it out on YouTube, if they don't have Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, I mean, so just through through the movie and then even just through people hearing my story, I was so shocked that, you know, how much of an impact that it had on other people. You know, when I was going through, 
the rehab and doing all my therapy and everything. I never, to be honest with you, I never did it for, you know, for anyone else. I never thought, oh, what I'm doing is going to, you know, help others. But then, you know, once my story got out there and people heard about what I accomplished, you know, I, I, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I was having people tell me that, you know, my story was inspiring them. It was helping them. Um, and I mean, it, you know, it took me, it, you know, it caught me off guard at first. Cause I, like I said, I wasn't, you know, thinking about that initially, um, you know, but the more I heard that, the more I heard that, um, you know, people were able to relate to my story and regardless of what they were going through, it was very inspiring. Um, you know, it just made me realize that what I went through was, was it was a blessing because now I, I know for a fact how I, I'm so lucky. I know exactly what my purpose is. Um, you know, what happened to me happened to happened to me because I'm someone who's strong enough to have overcome that, you know, and now I have the opportunity to, like I said, help others, you know, inspire others and, you know, help them get through any obstacles that they face in their life, um, you know, because that's something that's so it's, you know, it's universal, regardless of what the obstacle is, whether it's health related, um, you know, finan uh, financial struggle, um, family, whatever it may be, obstacles are inevitable, um, you know, so it's just about how you handle them. So having my story and having learned the lessons uh, that I did, being able to use that, you know, that platform and that story, especially, you know, with the movie, um, is something that, you know, I just love doing. And I know for a fact that that's my purpose. Is there, um, is there anybody that really stands out, um, you know, that reached out to you that you felt you helped? I mean, I know there's, but, I know there's tons of people, I mean, that reach out to you, even in the movie. I mean, there was a, a kid, I think that, that suffered from a stroke. He reached out to you, but is there anybody in particular that, uh, that you felt really got impacted through, through you? Oh yeah. I mean, I would say that, uh, exactly who you brought up. Um, I mean, yeah, like I, you know, you also had mentioned that a lot of people do, uh, reach out and fortunately enough, um, you know, my story has been able to help, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, you know, all over the world. And I don't take that for granted. I mean, anyone, you know, that, and I always encourage people to reach out to me on my social media, um, you know, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, anytime someone tells me that, you know, my story helped them, I, I, I always say like, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I don't take it for granted. Um, but yeah, the, the young boy from the movie, um, Will Penn is, he pretty much puts what happened to me, um, you know, and everything that I'm saying and being able to help others, he puts it all, um, you know, in perspective and he's, he, he really is that, you know, because this is, he was nine years old when he had, uh, the same stroke that I did. He actually... Um, you know, had the same exact abnormal blood vessel that I was born with. Um, it hemorrhaged and paralyzed the left side of his body. And we were just, we were indirectly um, introduced and I reached out to this young boy's mom, you know, this nine-year-old. Um, and, you know, now he, he's like a, a younger brother of mine. I, lo I, lo I love him like a, a younger brother. Um, so I would say that that's someone who, you know, I, I know for a fact that I've been able to impact and have been able to help him through his process um you know of recovery and you know we he lives all the way down in atlanta georgia uh, i'm up in new jersey so unfortunately we're not around the corner um but we do have a we have a tradition every single year we we get together and we go to an amusement park so we've gone to um a couple amusement parks in in new jersey 
uh, we went and we met up at Hershey in Pennsylvania and then I went down to Atlanta um, but yeah I mean I love the kid like a like a younger brother um, and something that you know that I want to share and I don't say this to uh, you know make myself feel good it just it it reinforces just how you know it, in my head it reinforces just how powerful um, you know my my impact can have you know or how meaningful my impact could uh, be on somebody uh, he actually had a, a paper that he had to write about uh, what is a hero and you know he started off the paper his mom uh, sent it to me when he was done uh, when he was done with it wow and he started the paper off you know most people when they hear, think about a hero they think about um, you know someone with superhuman strength someone that could fly or x-ray vision um, you know he said that you know, my hero doesn't have any of that. My hero is Corey Weissman. Uh, you know, and that that was another that was another um, situation where I literally just started crying. You know, and again, it wasn't sadness. It was just I, I I'll never forget it. Um, I had just left work, and his mom uh, shot me a quick email. She forwarded me the paper, and you know, I read that, and you know, to hear to hear that, you know, my story was able to impact someone's life so much. Um, it just makes it all worth it. You know, all the tears that I shed throughout my journey, all the, all the pain that I suffered, um, you know, to know that it could really help others. It just, it makes it worth it. Yeah. You know? Corey with, um, so the message of, uh, if somebody's listening to this, I mean, again, we are all going to face adversity and it's going to look a little bit different. I think to everybody, cause it's really sneaky. What, what is your message to individuals to help encourage them and help them get through, you know, those tough times and, and with mental toughness? Um, I always say one, one of my favorite things to say is take the first step, you know, and it seems simple. But if you want to look at I like to, um, you know, have people picture a staircase, uh, you know, and look at your obstacle, whatever it may be as a staircase and. You know, you might not be able to see the top of the staircase, meaning you don't know when you're going to overcome that obstacle, when you're going to accomplish that goal. Uh, you know, but guess what? You know, if you don't take that first step, you'll never get to the top. You know, so when you're faced with that adversity, that obstacle, you have a you have a decision. You, know, you have a choice. You can make a decision. You can sit there and feel bad for yourself. Um, you know, you can wait for something to happen, or you can take action. You could take that first step. You could set a goal for yourself you could you know do what i did and make it up in your mind that you're going to you know overcome that obstacle regardless of what it is um you know so taking that first step is just so crucial regardless like i said you know regardless of what the obstacle is um you know just having the ability to take that first step do something um you know it'll it'll at least get you on the right track um and then yeah i mean it comes down to a positive mindset um, you know, never, never die attitude, you know, setting that goal for yourself and just knowing that, you know, if, if you're willing to make the sacrifices and if you're willing to, uh, you know, put in the work, there's no reason or there's not, there's no, there's nothing that could stop you from accomplishing that goal. Um, and one of my favorite, one of my favorite sayings, and I'm actually, the shirt I'm wearing actually has it on it. Um, I heard this when I was a lot younger. Uh, it's just funny how things played out. Uh, it was a quote by John Wooden. You know, he's a, uh, you know. Oh yeah, we we got that best coach right. ever. Yeah, no, just for any for anyone you know for anyone listening, and you know, he was a successful coach at you know UCLA, and you know, the most successful uh, or won the most titles. 
Um, but he said that nothing will work unless you do. Um, you know, and I heard that when I was younger and, you know, growing up, I applied that to basketball and I knew that if I wanted to be a good basketball player, you know, I was going to have to work, you know, nothing will work uh, unless you do. And then obviously when I had my injury, I applied it to that. Um, you know, so when someone's, you know, faced with some adversity, take that first step, you know, keep in mind, nothing will work unless you do, uh, you know, continue to push forward, positive mindset, and just know that, you know, you set your mind to something and, you know, use my story as an example that you, you can, you can accomplish what you put your mind to. So Corey, one of, uh, one of my hinge moments was, uh, falling off a cliff in college. So I fell off an 80 foot cliff and, um, oh. You know, one of the gifts that it gave me was the gratitude, was the perspective, because, you know, it could all be gone and it, you know, should have been gone. But, um, you know, God was looking out for me. What is it, what's the gifts that you think that you've gotten from this whole experience that, um, you know, even when it comes to like perspective or gratitude, what's the big gifts that you, that you still have today? Yeah, no, I mean, like, you, you know, like you just said, um, I mean, thank God, you know, you're, you're doing well. I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you that's know, why you're the, you're on the podcast, buddy. I'm just hosting it, man. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just knowing that, you know, what you have can be taken away from you in the blink of an eye. Um, you know, I'll, I'll never take for granted what I have. And that's, you know, even even very simple things. You know, I tell people all the time that I wish I could go back to March 26th of 2009 and literally just look down on my left leg and embrace the last healthy step I took. Um, you know, literally just look at my foot and say, wow, that's, that's a normal step. That's how it's supposed to work. You know, something as basic as that, I, I would do anything to go back and just, you know, embrace that. You know, so just knowing that you could literally, you know, your life could change in a second um, you know, that's one of the most valuable lessons I learned for sure. Uh, was just to appreciate, appreciate what you have. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, like, like we had mentioned the, the work ethic and the hard work, um, that's something that I'll always be able to bring with me, you know, what, whatever it is I, I end up doing in life. Um, you know, that work ethic and that, you know, taking the first step, um, and knowing that, I'm strong enough and everyone's strong enough to overcome anything that gets in their way. Um, you know, I know that whatever I set my mind to, I'll be able to accomplish in life, you know, so I'm not really worried about, you know, any obstacles that come my way, really. Even, I mean, they're they're coming, you know, we, we can, you know, rest assured that obstacles are coming whenever they are, however big they are, you know, they're on their way for all of us, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm confident that you know, I have I've already overcome something, um, you know, pretty significant. And I know that uh, if I was able to overcome that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to overcome anything that comes my way. Yeah. You know, I never really thought of that, man. But that's such a righteous statement because, yeah, man, there really couldn't be much adversity that that you wouldn't be able to overcome. That's going to it's going to be worse than that, man. That's awesome. Hey. Corey, thanks so much for uh, for joining us, man. If you can, because I know you do a lot of speaking, where can people uh, follow you and just learn more about you? Yeah, so my um, my Instagram, my Instagram, I, I, I post a lot. You know, when I do different talks, um, you know, I, I I encourage people to you know reach out to me on you know social media, whether it be Instagram, and it's just um, you know my name, Corey Weissman, uh, C O R Y W. 
um, E-I-S-S-M-A-N, uh, the number three. Um, and then I have a Facebook page. It's, you know, it's just my name. Um, and we'll, we'll put the links in there, man. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, um, you know, in regards to that, I always encourage people to message me, um, you know, with, with any, anything, you know, sharing, sharing one of, you know, their stories or asking me a question, you know, for advice. And, um, you know, if, if someone's checked out the movie and just wants to say something about that, uh, you know, regardless of what it is, I always encourage people to, to reach out to me and, um, I, I, I respond to every single person, person that, you know, reaches out to me. Um, it, it's, it's pretty funny actually, you know, thank God for Google translate because, um, I do get a lot of messages in, in other languages. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's something that I, I really, I don't take it for granted. Um, you know, if someone's going to take time out of their day to uh, reach out to me and, and write to me, um, it would, it would be doing it, uh, you know, I'd be doing people a disservice if I didn't take the time, you know, to use my story to, you know, to help them. So when someone does uh, message me, I always do uh, get back. You know, I don't, it, it might not be that day. Um, but so I do always encourage people to, you know, reach out to me on social media um, because I love that. I mean, it gives me the opportunity to use my, you know, my gift. Um, but yeah, and then I also have a website, uh, Corey Weissman. Um, dot org and that just has some more information about my story um, and different ways to get in touch with me in regards to um, setting up a talk you know like you said I do a lot of public speaking and I've been fortunate I've you know been able to travel all over the country and uh, I've spoken at a bunch of different elementary schools middle schools high schools colleges you know different conferences um, you know I haven't gotten to the level that I want to yet I would love to uh, be able to do it full time and just get to travel the country and travel the world. Um, you know, and that, that's something that I know, I always say, I know will happen. You know, it's similar to getting, when I said I was going to get back onto the basketball court. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not visioning, you know, I don't have a vision of myself, uh, you know, traveling the country and the world. I, you know, I made a decision that I, I am going to, and I just, I know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when I'm not sure if it's going to be next year uh, 10 years, 15 years at some point, uh, I'll just, you know, every day, every week, I'll be doing a couple different talks and, you know, continuing to use my story and use my gift, you know, to help others. That's something that, um, you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, and it's, it's my job and it's my duty to use my purpose and my gift of, you know, helping others. So, um, man, that's awesome. Corey, I'll tell you what, man, you're, uh, story here and interviewed really helped me out, man. So I know the listeners are going to benefit a lot, man, but thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No, it was, it was uh, truly an honor. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for listening to the mental toughness podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com. <laughs>